Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Kyra Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? I am doing wonderfully. Fantastic. We are been... we are mere weeks away from a new Metroid game. Yeah. Uh, this week alone at Gamescom, I've seen the title Metroid pop up so many times. I am just, oh, yeah. I'm feeling yep. wonderful. It's good. It's a good time to be alive. I got a new. We got a new Uncharted game, we which did. we'll talk about soon. Yeah. Um, I haven't played enough as as, as much no, as I'd never, like, but neither have I. But this is yeah. this is what life is, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um. But yeah, no, it's been a pretty good week, actually. It's, it has been. Yeah. Bought myself some sweet new nail polish today. I'm looking fly as fuck. Feeling good. Everything's fun. I've been continuous, continually surprised by how good Gamescom has been. Like Gamescom's been good. Like yeah. we've got a couple of like one particular item um that that we'll talk about soon. But um yeah, like I mean the Xbox thing was pretty meh. Like I watched I watched the Easy Allies like talk over the top of it and that was probably the best way to do it because Absolutely, Nothing of yeah. note happened. It was all old trailers and, yeah. Uh, except for the Assassin's Creed one, which looks good. Still not for me. I'm still not keen, but, yeah, I mean... Yeah, the, the CG trailer kind of had my attention just because Ubisoft do good CG trailers. They just yeah. do. And it felt like a classic Assassin's Creed Plus, uh, like you, CG trailer. You can't deny it wasn't badass when he was knocked on his back and he fired his bow with his foot. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was awesome. Like it, there were some great moments in it, but I mean, all those trailers always do. But oh yeah, I, I just I know I'm not gonna. I'm still not. It's just I think I've missed the boat on Assassin's Creed, and I'm okay with that, especially in this climate of game well, look, releases. Hey, if it helps, Joel, the good thing about Assassin's Creed is every new Assassin's Creed game is a new chance to try it. That's true. I mean, I tried. I played most of two, and I played some of four. That's about all yeah. I've played. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, maybe down the track. I just, yeah. The the Egypt thing hasn't hooked me as much. I'd, I'm not as excited for the setting as a lot of people are. And I get why yeah. people are, it's fine. It, it's okay, Joel. We know the main reason. And I, I am in the same boat. It is because mm-hmm. it comes out the same day as Super Mario Odyssey, which... Oh, I yeah, mean, of course. That's going to occupy me for probably a fair while. Yep. That's my that's my Japan plane game. Um <laughs> That's playing that shit on the plane. Try to hundred percent this. That's my goal. Hundred percent. Mario Odyssey. Let's do it. Oh, that's that's a uh, that, that's on, that's on record now, Karen. It's gonna be full of so many moons, but it just feel like random things. <laughs> like I can't wait. Oh. Um, but instead of talking about the future, let's talk about what we've actually been playing this week, Karen. Shall we? That, that's probably a better way to to start yeah. the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was a good little intro, but yeah, let's move into some, what we've some, actually some good banter. <laughs> What we've gotten hands on with. So, all right, what should we start with to, this time? Uh, look, you go first. Well, uh, do you want to? Cool. We've we played. We've both played a little bit of Uncharted, as we said. Yep. We're like roughly at the same point by the sounds of it. Yeah, kind of. I think you've done something else that I haven't as much I yet. A, but there's a couple of things you haven't done. But like, yeah. when you do, it won't take that long. Yeah. No. No. I'm. I, that's probably my my aim in the next couple of days. Well. My aim in the next couple of days is to try and get us through it as much as I can. But yeah, um, but yeah. Um, so apart from that, which we'll talk about shortly, um, I've been playing. Uh, I played a whole bunch of Just Cause Three over the weekend. Um, 
because taking advantage of those plus games. I I was and like I mean, just cause of the series. I remember playing a little bit of two, like very little of two, and it was fun. But I just I didn't get into it. Um, I think because something else came out, and I ended up like trading my copy of it in, and yeah, I I, I did a, a video with a, a a friend of mine, uh, uh, Ashley Noxy, who does a whole bunch of streaming stuff. If you look for Ninja Noxy on Twitch, um, I think on Twitch. Uh, he does a whole bunch of streaming stuff. He's uh, he's a lot of fun. But um, when he was starting out, he was doing a whole bunch of Let's Play stuff. And um, I did a Let's Play with him in Just Cause 2. Um, and that was a lot of fun. Um, it was uh, it's, I think it's up online somewhere still. I should try and track that down. Um, so, yeah, I played a little bit of it then. But um, but 3 is... Uh, the, Just Cause is... It's so dumb, but it's so much fun. Like, it's the equivalent of watching, like like a Fast and the Furious movie. Uh, it, it's it, it's just, it's silly. It doesn't make sense. I don't give a fuck about the story. I mean, I'm going to probably offend some people there because I know a lot of people do care about the story of Fast oh. and the Furious. But like, oh, I, I mean... Guess, I was going to say, like the Fast and the Furious story, I thought you were going to talk about the Just Cause story, which I'm pretty sure no one really cares about. Oh, no, 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 no. no. But like, it's one of those like mindless action movies where it's like, yeah, yeah. the plot is there to be serviceable and it's, it, it exists. But like... I've you been listening to podcasts. Thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Just Cause 3, apart from Rocket League at this point, mm. is probably the best plus game they've done. And here's why. Just yeah. Cause 3 is a sort of game that is perfect to just download for nothing. Yep. And just blast away at. Because that yep. I haven't played it myself yet. I It's on my list of things to one day queue up and then go to. Yep. But even in Just Cause 2, which this obviously will just be like, a step up from that on a better console mm-hmm. with more power. Just Cause mm-hmm. 2 is just hilarious fun even if you don't achieve anything. Like, just the yep. little things you can do in that game you're just like, wow, I don't know why I did that but I'm laughing. It's um, weird. It has that sort of like that, uh, I guess like that Breath of the Wild tactic where it's just like you set yourself little goals. Yeah, you're like, exactly. alright, cool. You, you boot it up and you're like, alright, this area hasn't been liber- liberated yet. I've got, I've, I've taken over one town I've got like four more to go. Tonight, I'm going to take over those. That's my that's my first little goal. And you do that and you go, all right, cool. Well, I'm near this next like unliberated area. Let's just jump in there. I'll do that. And I'm like, oh, cool. Well, I'm near a story mission now. I'll I'll do that. And then that'll take me to another part. And then, yeah. So it, you set yourself those little goals and you sort of feel like you're achieving um, a lot. And it's a lot Until of fun. Eventually, all... mm. it just devolves into you deciding i'm gonna take this soldier and take this like gas canister yep. and tether them together yep. and just see what happens when i shoot the gas canister and just pretty little, much and like hijacking a plane i'm not sure if you can still do it in just cause three but i remember in just cause mm. two if you like got a plane you could like because you could do it with vehicles as well i'm pretty sure you could jump out and like stand on top of them oh like, yeah you can you definitely stunt on it you can definitely stunt on everything, like yeah. So like, and just do that on a plane, and just stand stand on top of a plane as it crashes into the ground. Yep, that's the thing. Badass points. That's one of the uh, that's one of the the big pluses about um about the Just Cause series in general and three from what I've played um is that once you get your hang of the hang of the controls and how things work, like getting around is so much fun. Like yeah, the gra- like. Going from like grapple hook and then activating your parachute and then flying across and then you like all right cool I've come across a cliff now in, in, on your parachute you activate your wingsuit so you dive down and get a little bit the more speed 
is a oh, good addition. It's really fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, it's seamless going from that back to parachute and then like dropping down a little bit out of your parachute, just free falling then back to parachute. Then oh, I need to get a little bit of lift. So I'll grapple up there and then like I'll repel boost myself up there and activate my, um, my parachute so i get a whole bunch of altitude and then float down and then oh cool i'm at a base and then you tether everything together and blow everything up um (laughs) man another one of the 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 big pluses of of just cause 3 is like some of the best chain explosions that i've seen like you'll you'll blow up like a cluster of barrels and then like one of those barrels will sort of fly across into another lot of barrels and then that'll explode and it'll hit a car and then that'll explode and it's just this fucking symphony of chaos that happens yeah, just from like you firing a couple of shots and it's so much fun um but having said that uh one of the drawbacks i guess especially playing it on like on playstation 4 on a console of any sort um is because there's a lot of things happening it can really get bogged down sometimes I guess um, the old console slowdown. Yeah, so like it, it's not unplayable, but it's totally noticeable. It's very noticeable, um, especially when you're just causing chaos. Um, and it's not too bad. Like I have, it hasn't, it hasn't like fucked me up at any point. Like it hasn't like caused me to fail something because of of the the lag. It's usually because of something that I've done or I've bitten off a little bit more than I could chew. And the game's um, never really crashed or anything, has it? No, I haven't had any hard crashes or okay. anything like that. So it's apart from that, it's just it's just you know you drop in quite a few frame, like it's heavy, uh, heavy frame rate issues. But I mean, I I, I didn't pay anything for it. And um, having said that, I probably would have. And like, had I were we not on like the the cusp of like release after release after release. I'd probably be playing it a lot more, and I'd probably be considering picking up the DLC for it because I know the, the DLC, stuff that yeah, like the airbase one is very cool. Yeah, because it gives you a fucking Iron Man suit that you can fly around yeah, in. Basically, you, you become Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, this is yeah, like a jet propelled uh, wingsuit, and I'm like, oh god, that sounds like fun. Um, the thing, another thing I noticed too as well, like at in terms of like. Skills and progression, there's no, like, skill tree as such. I mean, there is one, but uh, the way you utilize it is uh, you do the challenges that pop up. Generally, when you let liberate an area, um, it'll pop up with, like, a few challenges around. Like, it might be, like, a wingsuit challenge. It might be, like, a race. It might be, like, a cause as much chaos with this specific weapon. Um, and you do those, and they'll unlock uh, what they call mods in your uh, their version of the skill tree, basically. And they'll just sort of give you like boosts and things like it might your like uh, like grapple repel speed might be a, a, like get increased a little bit. Um, it's an interesting way to do a skill tree. Um, I haven't felt like I needed to seek those. I, at first, I did, uh, but I haven't felt like I needed to seek those out in order for me to get like a better advantage over what the game's throwing at me. But, I think um, that's the I mean, way to do it. Like, you don't mm-hmm. want to feel like you are forced to do... Especially if it's, like, just optional little mods that, in, that improve your character. Like, yeah, I don't I don't want to be forced into that. I, if I do it, I want it to be because I'm like, oh, hey, that's... Do, do you, is there a way to see what they're going to do for you? Or Yep, absolutely. You can see the okay, whole cool. thing. Um, and then, like, the ones you've got accessed, you can equip and then unequip as well. So, uh, so for instance, with the grenades, like, um, the first one you unlock for that is... 
I think they're called glass grenades. So basically it, it, it explodes on impact. So uh, when you throw it, wherever it lands, it'll explode straight away. Uh, right, and that's going to get me killed all the time. <laughs> absolutely. But then the next the next ones up are selective glass grenades. So it'll only explode when it hits a vehicle or an enemy oh. on impact. Yeah, so just interesting things like that. Um, it's... It's yeah, like you said, it's an interesting way to deal with like the sort of the traditional skill tree uh, route of things. Um, but and yeah, because I, you can actually see what they are, I assume you have some control over what you actually aim to unlock, mm, and I, I like that. Yeah, so with those with those trials, basically the way you get them, um, so they'll have like certain spe- like times or scores you need to beat. So if you get like it's basically like a star system, but they're gears in this one. So to say you get the best time on like this race that you're doing, you get the five years and then they'll go to your tally for that um, category. So like if it's a race, it'll go to the, oh, the race menu okay. section basically, which all to do with like cars and vehicles essentially. Um, and they'll help you unlock things as well, like different vehicles and stuff as well. Um, but yeah, so like if you if you do a race and you only get like three three gears, you still get those three gears, but you can go back and like try and get a better time and and get the uh, the extra ones that you might need. Um, and then like each mod is locked behind a certain amount of uh, gears, so that's how they dole out the progression. Progression. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's a lot of fun. It's uh, I mean, I, like I said, I've I have I've had podcasts on in the background while I've been playing it. Um, it's had some. There's been some pretty funny dialogue in it. Uh, one particular moment, there's a oh, spoiler alert, but there's a, a story mission where basically you're trying to stop this missile from being launched, and you think you've done it, and you're like, "Yay!" You're flying away in a helicopter, and then one of your companions is like, "Uh oh, it's we haven't stopped it. It's going to launch," and so you're like, "Fuck!" So basically, you're flying towards it, and you see see this missile come out of this like hole in the ground that you've tried to disable. And it starts flying up, and it you you start that 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 part of the mission outside the helicopter, and it just says grapple. So you've got to try and grapple onto the the giant missile, and once you're on it, it triggers a cutscene where basically Rico is like crawling towards like the um the navigational computer on it, while the the main antagonist is like trying to talk shit to you as well. Um, and as he's crawling towards it, as it's hurtling through the air, he just says, fuck your missile, and then punches the targeting system. And I was like, that's great. That's that's amazing. I love it. And then he Joel's, controls... Yeah, he grapples the back of the... Oh, dude. It, to play this game. <laughs> it's, it's a big download, but it's totally worth it. Like, And then he grapples the end of the... the, the, um, the like, the tail of the, the missile and, like, uses, like, his grapple to, like, try and, like alter the course of it and then it blows up a military base instead of the town it's about to blow up and it's fucking awesome um it's so dumb but um yeah it's a lot of fun it's definitely worth a play and i mean if you've got playstation plus go and tag it you've probably got like another week or so to do so um uh, probably two weeks because like the the plus games update the oh, first yeah. tuesday of a month which mm-hmm. is yeah it's a couple of weeks away from now yeah um it's it's worth a play for sure um, but I decided that cause I was playing like a third person action adventure game and I had another third person action adventure game on the horizon that maybe I should get something that isn't that, um, 
to to sort of tide me over so I don't burn myself out before I get to Uncharted. Uh, and Telltale have currently have I don't know if it's still on sale, but I think across all their platforms they're doing just a general Telltale sale on some of their season passes and episodes and whatnot. Um, and Guardians of the Galaxy was on sale on the PSN. The season pass was like eighteen dollars. Um, which is pretty decently priced. So I was like, you know what? I've been like, I'm a I'm a bit of a Guardians fan, especially the like of the movies, not so much of the comics because I don't read comics. Unfortunately, I just I'm too overwhelmed by it all. Um, but yeah, I, I love the characters in, in the Guardians of the Galaxy universe. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to jump into this and uh, booted them up. And I've played through the first two episodes now, and the third episode just came out this week. Um, I haven't had a chance to play it. I've downloaded it, um, but it came out the same day as Uncharted. Um, and also the same day that a friend of ours got back from Japan and we decided to all play Overwatch because we hadn't played together for a while. So, um, And because Overwatch will never let us go. No, nah, no. Nah. We'll never let Overwatch go either. Um, I, I say as I'm sitting here in my new Diva shirt that I bought today. Um, yeah, so I jumped in and uh, played through the first two episodes. It's really good. Um, I haven't been this into a Telltale game in a long time. Like, recently I tried to go back through Walking Dead Season 1 on PS4 so I could get my save file in in uh, in order so I could um, play through, the like, Season 2 and then subsequently Season 3. And I just couldn't. It was it was a slog, so I didn't. Um, and I think before that, the last one, I fi- last year I finished, finally finished Tales from the Borderlands as well, um, which I loved. But I played it on my PC, so I wasn't on my laptop. So um, I didn't have like that big screen TV experience with it, um, which I feel like is a, kind of an important thing with the Telltale games because they're, they're like you're watching a TV series, essentially. They're, yeah, they're like a, essentially like a TV game. Like, Yeah, <laughs> what, yeah, exactly. What's happening is, is playing out in front of you and you get to like, but in mm. occasion they go, but what if I said this instead? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, it's, um, it's, yeah, I guess that's why the episodic nature works for it as well, because it does feel like a TV series that you have control over, So, um, which is good. And, uh, but yeah, uh, Guardians, like episode one, is uh, like a lot of fun. It's got a whole bunch of licensed music in it, like decent songs, that, like not super like top tier licensed music, but like songs where you're like, I think I've heard this before somewhere. Oh, I like this song. Um, so that's really good to get through there. Um, the characters are all really well well written. Um, the dialogue's a lot of fun. I had a couple of moments where I was laughing out loud at certain things, even in like some of the the, the messages. He, I, I checked on my um, like console uh, on the on the ship. Um, I had, there's a mess. It's minor spoiler alert. It's nothing to the um, the main story, but you get a message from Howard the Duck. Um, talking to you about playing poker together, um, and also Cosmo the Space Dog as well, um, which makes an appearance at the end of Volume 1, um, but he's a pretty big part of the, the Guardian's lore, from what I gather. Um, but yeah, basically, you and um, and Rocket and Howard and Cosmo and someone else called Pip um, have been playing like cards together on a, week, on a regular basis. Um, and there was one part that, that Cosmo put, puts out a message saying, all in caps going, uh, attention, the players, uh, someone left their jacket behind. If it belongs to you, let me know, please. And Rocket's like, hey, is it a red jacket? With like a 19 millimeter screwdriver in the, uh, oh, a 
as a wrench in the pocket. And then whoever this pip is goes, oh, yeah, good idea. Ask the dog uh, Ask the dog about the colour of the jacket. And I was like, ha, ha, that's great. It was that's just good. a little, little little classic line in there. I was like, that's that's pretty mm-hmm. funny. Um, so I actually laughed out loud at that part as well. Um, uh, there's a really, really great, like in the first episode, you fight Thanos. Um, first episode? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, it's a really good fight, though. Um, Presumably, I can only imagine you don't beat Thanos. <laughs> just play the game. Um, I don't have time, Joel. I, don't have I know, time. I know. Um, but, I, again, spoiler alert, it's the first episode, and it happens in the first couple of chapters of the first episode. Uh, you win. Uh, <laughs> and that's where the story kicks off, basically. So... Um, yeah, but there's a really cool fight sequence that when you're fighting Thanos as well, where it's a the classic like quick time event, Telltale formula, um, but you're it's switching between everyone. So at one part you might be like trying to dodge out of the way and like fire your guns as Star Lord, and then it'll switch to Gamora where you're doing like sword slashes with like the button prompts. Um, there's a really cool part where uh, you'll do like button prompts as Gamora and then halfway through it'll switch over to Drax and you'll do button prompts as Drax and it'll switch back to Gamora and it was just this really great action set piece that went for not over like overly long amount of time but it was a lot of fun um but yeah I'm thoroughly impressed by by it um the I I don't want to say new engine because I don't think it's new but whatever they've done to the engine yeah whatever they've done to the engine seems to be holding up pretty well. Um, you still get your little telltale stutter janks every now and then, but like nothing like completely broken. I haven't had any crashes. I haven't had any like parts where I've been locked out of progressing or anything like that, that I've heard have been rampant in some other episodes of other series. Um, have you had like weird desynced audio or nothing like that? Uh, no, actually. Yeah. Okay, it's been, right. I've been pretty good. Like, a couple of frame rate stutters here and there, um, and a couple of like weird sort of um, like when cutting between like different shots, like you know when you get like a little bit of jank. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That classic, that old Telltale chestnut. But um, I've had a couple of those. But apart from that, it's been a really good experience, um, and I've really enjoyed it. I'm interested to see where the story's going. Um, I had a. I've already had. I was saying this to you before. Now I. I I, I feel like that there's no real stakes with the main core cast of characters because they're the main core cast of characters and I don't feel like they're going to, um, you know, kill off Gamora or anything like that. I mean, they could, but um, I don't you, think... You never know. I never know, but I feel pretty comfortable that everyone's going to be safe of the core Guardians group uh, by the end of the, the season. But... um. Uh, so I, I was worried about maybe having some sort of like emotional attachment to whatever's going on in the story uh, and the characters and like feeling like, oh, there's no stakes. Um, but there's a really great part in episode two with Rocket. Um, it's a whole chapter. Um, I won't say any more about it, but it's some good stuff about Rocket's backstory um, in their canon universe. Because um, that's the other thing too. It takes place. It's its own thing. It's not connected to the movies it's not connected to i gather from the comics it's not drawing from any it's just like these are the guardians that you know 
this is their Telltale adventure, which is good. Um, but yeah, the rocket stuff was um, was very, very good. My wife had to leave the scene. She's like, I have to leave the room. She's like, I'm going to get too upset if I watch this. So, um, And yeah, yeah. How is Groot? Groot is great. Um, Groot is fantastic. Groot is Groot. He is Groot. Groot, is Groot. That's all I need um, to know. Groot is Groot. Yeah. He's, he's like, you know, fully grown Groot. Um, so he's yeah. not like baby Groot or adolescent Groot or anything like that. Um, Any Groot yeah, is a good Groot, man. Exactly, yeah. He's had some great lines as well. Drax has had some great lines. Um, like, Rocket's had some really good lines as well. I'm pretty sure it's uh, Nolan North doing the, the voice of Rocket Raccoon in this as well. Because I know, I'm pretty sure he's doing it in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, uh, Infinite. But I think he's the voice actor in this as well. You should have checked. <laughs> I should have checked. I'm just gonna do a cheeky little check now. Um, but even uh, it sounds like him. Um, it sounds like classic uh, Nolan North. Even even though he's doing a very good job to mask the fact the fact that it's him, um, it still sounds like you can go. Ah, oh, there's Nolan North. I can hear him in it. It's like when you hear him do like um, what's it called? Uh penguin in um uh, the arkham series as well it's like oh yeah cool like i i i can uh, i can still hear him in there but it's very much um he's doing his own thing with it as well let me go to the next page come on um but yeah it's it's really really good uh yeah nolan north rocket raccoon um does a really good job sounds very similar to to what uh bradley cooper does in the movies um, everyone sounds really great. Uh, the whole, the, the, everyone actually sounds, the, the voice acting is really, really good. The, the one problem I have, all the characters look great, except there's something about Peter Quill, Star-Lord, that doesn't feel right. I can't put my finger on what it is, but, I mean. Yeah, I haven't played the game, but, like, I, when I saw, like, images of him, I yeah, something, again, it could be because all of my time with the Guardians has been with Chris Pratt. But, like, again, I had no problems with the rest of the cast. They all look great. But something yeah. about Star-Lord just looks, looks a little bit off. Yeah, it's, um, it just, yeah. And even even Ash said as well, she's like, I don't like the look of him. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, everything else looks Star-Lord's great. Yeah. Cool. yeah, exactly. And he's still very cool, and he's got some great lines. Um, but, yeah, overall, I'm very, very impressed by it. Um, I'm glad I took the plunge on it. I wasn't sure. I'd heard mixed reviews about it. Like people were saying, not that it was bad, but some people were saying that it was it was okay, it was serviceable, and some people were saying they really enjoyed it. And I was like, no, oh, I don't know. I'm like, oh, it's it's pretty cheap. It'll it'll tide me over. And I didn't realize that the third episode was coming out this week, so I was like, I can play through the first two episodes and put it aside until the third one comes out. Um, but uh, yeah, it came out the same day as Uncharted, so. Uh, I'm yeah pretty happy with my uh, with my purchase, so it's definitely worth a look. If you've been sitting on the fence about it, I would recommend checking it out, especially if you like the Guardians. Like, I mean, it's it's fun just to hang out with them again and 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 experience a completely different story. Um, I am sad there was a part where I could have gone to see the Collector, but I chose not to uh, for story reasons. So I don't know whether I'm going to get to see the Collector at some point. Um, but yeah. It's good. Really fun. 
Um, yeah, but like, if- again, it's, it's on my list of things I want to get to. Especially because, I mean, mostly because it's Telltale. I think there's only a couple of Telltale games I haven't played at this point. Yeah. And there's, um, I there's... do like Guardians. <laughs> yeah. I Look, dude, I think you'd really enjoy it. It's um, it's a lot of fun. There's it, Like I said, the, the, the writing, they've really nailed the, the tone of the Guardians, especially like what, of, of like James Gunn's Guardians. But, um, but yeah, a lot of fun. But apart from that, uh, what have you been playing, Kyron? All right, so as as we said, mm-hmm. a little bit of Uncharted, but not heaps. Yep. Uh, the the bulk of my time was actually spent finishing off a game that you finished off last week, and I figure what, now that I finished it, we can just like crunch on it for a good ten or so minutes. Yep. Uh, full spoilers, of course. Yes. Um. For... So before we get into it as well, um, we'll probably not really talk about Uncharted this week. I suppose it's safe to say because. I mean, apart from the fact that we've both really enjoyed it. What I can say about Uncharted is I am really digging the dynamic between Chloe and Nadine. Yep. Uh, the game looks... I, it, Naughty Dog, it is unfair how good oh, your game looks like. I don't know what kind of like wizardry they're using, but holy shit, it's, it's insane. It's distracting. <laughs> it, it is. It's insane how good, um, how good that game looks, how good their games in general look, so... Um, like I'm like I want to go over here and do this mission, and then I'll just be like, or oh, I could just just climb up that and have a look. And oh god, it's gorgeous! And every time it's I take a gorgeous. photo, every time I take a photo with Chloe's phone, like and it like gives me the option to look at it, I instantly look at it and I'm like, yeah, yep. monkeys. Um, oh, the monkey scene was incredible. Mm, so good. Uh, Nadine's I, reaction was so perfect. Yes. I love it. Um, but yeah, it's I I, I agree. I think it's it, what I've played so far. I've really enjoyed it. Um. But I think we'll we'll go in hard on that next week. Yeah, yeah I definitely. think it's safe to say. But sorry for interrupting. No, you're you're right. Like, again, mm. like as I said, like I haven't played much, so like that's that's basically what I can say about Uncharted. Like, love Chloe and Nadine. Game looks good. Uh, I'm a fan so far, but it's, it's I'm only like I think maybe two hours, three hours in tops. Yep. Yeah. Um. But, uh, I'm probably the same, I'd say. Yeah. Maybe a little bit behind that, actually. So, uh, instead, we'll spend the next <laughs> the next 10 or so minutes mm-hmm. just sort of crunching on near Automata, Joel. Perfect. I did it. I finished oh, it. Oh, God. It's so good. So... It's so good. Just, yeah, as I said, if, it's, if, you, if you're curious about playing near Automata, I would probably recommend maybe skipping ahead 10 minutes and see if we're still talking about it. And I also recommend that you should be curious about playing Nier Automata because yes. it's a fucking amazing game. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, we've spoken a bit about it previously. Mm-hmm. So more than anything, I just want to talk about the A2 playthrough, like going for endings C and D more than anything. Right. Yes. So uh, the, the second chapter of the game, essentially. Yeah, like Nier Automata, like 1.5, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, the sequel. Yes, the squeakle. Uh, this game, that this game is so anime, Joel. It's so anime, oh, so anime, and not just any anime. Like from my limited knowledge of this this anime, I'm about to bring up, but very Evangelion. Uh yeah. Like there were some parts, like at the start of that second play, of the second part of the story, essentially. Yep. Where 
as a as as 9s sees a2 killing 2b yep and he just loses it i'm like oh are you gonna are you gonna like shinji out and cause some sort of impact yeah he, he didn't but like i there was it, he he was it felt like he was going to and like when the random objects started shooting out of the ground yep it sort of reminded me of in 3.0 where at the end of that movie like I, it's not even a resolution, but they finish doing what they're doing, and then there's this random giant object just plumps down on the planet Earth, and you're like, "What the hell is this? What is happening?" <laughs> I had I got shades of that when I was watching that huge tower erupt out of the ground in Near Automata, yep. and it was. I really like A two. I really yeah. like A two. <laughs> I really like A two. Um, because we're going full spoilers here. You mentioned about when when A two kills two B. Um, yes. I, which, I said it so casually as well, by the way. Yeah, which she like she needed to do, and Two B was kind of okay with it because she's oh, yeah. pretty she's pretty fucked up at that point. Um, she had the virus, and she yep. couldn't jump sometimes. Oh yeah, but that's the not a good thing. That was not no, fun. Not. But um, it was not fun at all. But that's probably uh, the only bad thing in that game. I would argue. I I agree. Yeah, that was a they they there was some they, they could have tweaked. The mechanics in those parts, yes, and it would have been fine. But yeah, um, but when she kills two B, and just as she's about to die, she sees Nine S running towards, and she calls him Nines, which like Nine yep. S has been wanting, yeah. like two B to call him that because like you know they want she he wanted to be friends or more than friends with two B because um. So I guess, like I guess if you if you're just listening to this and you haven't played Near Automata and you're like, what are you even talking about? Uh, yeah. Endings A and B are essentially like you play through two B's story and then you play through nine S's side of a story, mm-hmm. which sort of like you see what he does in parts when he's sort of two B, and those two characters, two, nine S is he's an odd duck, I think it's fair to say, and two B is a strange one. As you find out at the end of the game, two B has a very particular role to fill. Yes. Yes. Um, and oh, it. Just the yeah. ways it sort of reframed things that happened throughout the game. Mm, like I'd when forgot- you got to the end and you, oh. and you find out that 2B was basically there to to, to kill 9S. <laughs> yep. And, and not just 9S, oh. all 9S yeah. units, like yeah. all of his oh type. God. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that until you just mentioned it then. I was like, Fuck. Oh, really? That's the oh, part that was like... Shit. Yeah. Like, oh. I think there's a line that 2B says where she's like, She's talking about how she has to take care of 9S. And I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. Oh, God. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I have to take oh, care of Jeez. Take care. Um, I don't know if that's how it was meant to be, like, reframed when it was flipped. But I was, it, I was just like, oh, but, uh, I'm not okay with this. And I don't really like 9S that much. <laughs> no, no. Uh, like, yeah, I, I like him. But, yeah, he's definitely not the, the, the centerpiece character that I enjoyed. Especially towards the end as well, where I was just like, oh, I, I really you like are, A2. yeah, A two is great, um, but yeah, when she ref- like she finally sees him, she's like nines and then dies, like like and he loses it, he loses it, and like my 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 feelings were shattered. I was just like, oh, oh my god, like this fucking game, holy shit! And then that's the thing about this game is it constantly surprised me right up to the very yes. end literally to the very end of that's, like that's, the final that's my next yeah. point mm, 
like to the wow. very the very last ending uh that like the main ending that you can get there's like there are 26 endings one for every letter of the alphabet a whole bunch of the like yeah a whole bunch 21 of them are are basically joke endings they're, yeah, they're joke endings like um, little things like selling your main processing unit yep yeah, yeah or just removing it in no, just removing it. it's like yeah, yeah game over mate you, take it out you it's like, are you sure you want to do this yeah you unplugged yourself way to go <laughs> Yeah, um, or eating the fish. Eating the fish. <laughs> eating a mackerel kills you. Um, and or it's great like when, you... when you when you have to do something in particular and you run the other direction. It's like, <laughs> all right, game over. And it's just like, yeah, two B didn't really feel like doing that. Game over. <laughs> and like every time you, you get one of those endings, it like fast forwards the credits. It just like it's like it's on fast forward on a VHS. Yeah. Um, and then you get oh. like the pop up of the ending that you got. Um, but yeah, like this game was constantly surprising. And in a good way as well. Like it was, it always kept me on my toes. It was always fun. It was always engaging. And I was just so invested in this story. And I just, oh, oh my God, it's so good. I I don't want to talk too much like end of year stuff yet. But I mean, that number two spot is really dicey at the moment. It is. It's tough, and it's not going to get any easier with what's coming up. Nope. But nope. Hero Automata makes a very strong case. <laughs> Fucking oath. Like it's. Oh boy. Um. So the main thing in particular I'm going to talk about mm-hmm. is, ironically, the credits, Joel. Yes. Yes. So, when you're going for like the true ending, essentially, you go into the credits, and it becomes like one of the hacking stages where you've got to shoot all the names in the credits. Yep. Uh, which I was like, oh, this is really cool. This is really rad. And, you know, I just started, started chugging along, shooting like Yoko Taro and Square Enix and all these other names. I'm like, ha ha ha. Yep. And then I died. And I was like, oh, oh, all right. That was weird. And um, like a little message popped up and I was like, that's, that's kind of weird, but all right. That's, we'll, we'll just keep going. We'll just keep going. I, I, I was wanting to mostly see if there was a penalty for dying. There wasn't, yep. thankfully. No, no, no. So, uh, kept going, went a little bit further, went a little bit further, uh, died again. I was like, ah, oh, that's, that sucks. And then the screen, like, for the, do you want to continue, had a few more messages, and, like, somewhere in English, somewhere in Japanese, somewhere in German. And, Joel, those messages, that, that, that ending credit sequence was probably yep. my favorite part of the whole game. Like, yeah. Uh, it's it's. I think I said this to you in a, in, when you were when you'd finished it and we were you were messaging me about it and I was like it's like it's like the the best icing you've ever tasted on an already delicious and tasty cake, like it's exactly just uh, amazing and just the, like, and at, as the you sweetest die cherry. More, and more like more messages pop up and. Uh, when you die enough, essentially the game goes, "Hey, do you want a hand?" Yeah, because it because it uh, basically tries to force you into quitting. It's like, are you sure you want to keep does. going? Like it wrecks this is, you. The, it basically is, is like this is pointless. Like don't do it. Which is such a great like analogy for the entire game. It's just like, yeah, what's the point? Like, what's the point of of where, where, existence is fucked? Who cares? Um, and it's just like, are you sure? Like seriously you want to keep going and then yeah like when when it gives you the option to to ask for help um amazing 
Yeah. So if if you opt into that help, basically your ship, your little your little marker, calls in a bunch more, and your firepower is increased exponentially, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Like so, you start shredding the credits, and like as you get hit, occasionally like it'll say you've lost such and such as support. Yep. And I was like, oh no, my my friends are here with me. Yep. I've got to beat these credits. <laughs> Yep. And you get you get all the way to the end. Like, honestly, I'm not even kidding. Like, so many of those messages, I was like, it it, it was affecting me. It was so good. Like, yep. And there's, that, there's the, a part The credits to... were basically anime oh. the game. Yeah. And it's great because, like, the, the main credit song, which is amazing anyway. Um, I can't remember the name of the song. But there's obviously, there's a Japanese version and then there's a, an English version. And... Like, I think the first time you finish it, you get the English version. The second time you finish it, you get the Japanese version. Oh, my God. Um, But in this one, it because the credits go for a while and the song plays on loop. But it goes, like, one playthrough it'll be in English, the next playthrough it'll be in Japanese, the next playthrough it'll be in English. And then eventually you'll get to a point when you you end up asking for help and the help arrives. um, And... It's backed by a giant chorus of people singing, and it's just this most uplifting. I think I heard somewhere too that I, I don't know, like fact check me on this, uh, someone. Um, but apparently that's like the Platinum Game staff is like the oh, chorus really? of people singing. Yeah, that's so good. And I was like, oh my god, oh Jesus, this is so good. Um, and it's just it it's incredible. so uplifting and amazing. And then at that point too, it it'll play like a verse from the Japanese and then a verse from the English and then a verse from the Japanese and then a verse from the English and it'll just sort of interlace them. And it's just insanely cool. Um, oh, it was it was so uplifting. It was so moving. I I felt so connected to these people I'd never met. Yep, and then you reach the end, and it's it's the biggest relief. And the game is basically like, "Hey, do you wanna do you wanna leave a little voice line, like a little little line of dialogue to support the, your <coughs> fellow players?" I'm like, "Hell yes, I do!" And you get to like pick from a certain like there's I think three spots, and you can choose from a whole bunch of different phrases. Yeah, it's and like a Dark Soulsy sort of, kind of yeah, yeah. Souls like pick pre-made messages to make a sentence. Yeah, yeah. So I was sort of scrolling for a lot of those and. What surprised me more than anything in the end, I, once I finally saw that, there were so many negative options. Like, you could be a real jerk yeah. in those messages, but I There's saw one that's nothing. like Platinum Games. I, I hate Platinum Games was one of them. Yeah. yeah. This game is shit, I'm pretty sure, as well as yep. the other one. Yep. And there was, like, and like, even ones that would mock the person that it could pop up for, going, man, you are really bad at this. It's like, oh, yep. wow. That's but harsh. You didn't see them anywhere. Like, it was no. only uplifting. It was only like, come on, man. Like, you can do this. We're all here with you. We'll do it together. I'm like, it's oh, Joel. It was so good, so good. And at the end of it all, you get the. I didn't. I feel. I feel so bad for not agreeing to this, but I will yep. do it later when I finish like cleaning up the entire game. Yep. But basically, a little text box pops up and goes, "Hey, do you wanna do you wanna offer your support to your to like do you wanna offer your ship your abilities to help these other people? Mm-hmm. All you've got to do is erase your save data." Yep. I was like, oh. I want to say yes, but I'm not done yet. Yeah, I I was the same. I I was like, oh, man. When I go back, when I've gotten that Platinum Trophy, I'm going to go to that part of the game again. I'm going to say yes, and I'll feel content. I'll feel so content. (laughs) It's just a fucking 
phenomenal game. It's ah, oh, it really is. And please, if I... you're listening to this and you, I mean, it sucks because we've spoiled all of it now. If you're listening to this and you haven't played it, but go and play Nero Automata because there's so much that we haven't said that happens. Oh yeah, there's we and... talk about half a shit in that second part of the game that really was just like. Jesus, it blew my um, mind. Like honestly, oh. honestly, I, I don't, I kind of don't want to talk about that. I think, uh, just, just go and play Near Automata, please, please go and play Near Automata. It's just a fucking amazing game. And, and oh. so here's the thing: I get it. It is a. I think when I finished that run of the credits, like my my save file was at thirty four hours. Yeah. So it can take time. It can. It can take time, but even still, 34 hours is not too bad. Yeah, exactly. It's worth it. Like, 34 hours isn't too bad in this, like, climate that we're in at the moment compared to, like, you know, Persona 5 or uh, Mass Effect Andromeda or what else has come out this year that's fucking... Breath of the Wild? (laughs) Breath of the Wild. That was the one I was trying to think of. Like, fucking all these, like, giant time sync games or multiplayer games, which are... Endless, essentially. Yakuza, Yakuza Zero as well. Like, jeez. Oh, like all these massive games, thirty or 40, 30 or forty hours to get like all the main endings. It's a pretty good deal. Like, and that's if you don't. That's if you do side quests as well. Like, pretty much. Yeah, like, you, if you do most of the side quests. Yeah, um, but there's some cool stuff in the side quests as well. There really uh, is. It's just an insanely good game, and I I am gonna be like advocating everyone ever to play this game i'll be Just, thinking about the, that credits sequence like the final credits and that and that final run i think for the rest of the year like yep yep i'm gonna i'll post i'm gonna upload a screenshot of something like because i screen cap some of my messages i'm gonna put up put them up on twitter just because i want to i want to have them there because it was just so special and oh i forgot that it seems that depending because you can also pick when you pick your message you can pick your country yep and I think that affects how it shows up for other people because the people who were picking Japanese, like it had their line in English and said Japan, and then above yep. it was like a string of Japanese characters. So I assume it was just the same in Japanese. And right. I saw some German ones as well with German text, and I was like, "Oh, I picked Australian. I feel kind of feel kind of boring." <laughs> yep, yep. No, plain old English. Sorry, I just speak English here. My bad. Uh, but, uh, it just it, instead it just changes the. Oi, dickhead! You're doing a fucking good job, mate. Like that's that's what it changes it to. That's... That'd be okay. That'd be fine. I'd, I'd be okay with that too. Um, but yeah. But oh, yeah, Nier Automata is. It is a very special game. It is such a special game, and I just. It's look. It's it's kind of depressing. It um, is. It's depressing in a really cathartic kind of way. But, um, and that's a thing, Joel. That's a thing. Like, there are so many points in that game where I was like, wow, this is dark. This is so dark. But you get to those credits and you see those messages and you're like, no, like, you know, you, you're not alone. We're all in this together. One step at a time. We can do this. And it's well, just... There are even, oh. like, different story beats in the game as well that have that effect on you as well. It's... Oh. Everyone play it. Please play it. Please <laughs> so fucking good. play Nier Automata. I will say that to the end of the fucking earth. Play Nier Automata. It's so good. Play it. It is. It is. It it affected me nearly as much as Persona Five did. Like it was. So yeah. Good. Yeah. Nearly. But yes, nearly, I agree. Nearly. 
It, um, Persona 5, oh. I had my anime best friends that I spent 120 hours with, so it's yep. kind of hard to match that, but, like... It was very hard when that ended to wake up, get up, get out there again, and face the real world. Yeah, like, some of that stuff in Nier Automata will, will definitely stick with me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Any uh, any other thoughts on, uh, on, on Nier Automata? Just play it. <laughs> play it. That's it. That's all I got for that as well. So, shall we head into some news, current? Sounds like a, a good way to, to move forward, Joel. Yeah, so uh, as we said earlier before, um, Gamescom's been on this week and it's been surprisingly good. Um, I mean, Gamescom's yeah. always been pretty interesting, but like, there's been some pretty decent announcements coming out, um, a lot of which we probably aren't going to cover here because we're probably not into it. Things like, I mean, there's a new fucking Age of Empires game coming, so insane by the way being made by relic entertainment yeah like okay cool sure why not um i like the idea of microsoft basically funding a pc exclusive game when like xbox one doesn't even have exclusive games anymore because they're xbox and pc compatible or or, or, yeah or they're delayed to 2018 um well that that too poor crackdown oh poor crackdown but uh, it wouldn't be a dialogue options episode if we didn't talk about Overwatch. So, uh, Blizzard had a pretty, pretty decent, uh, presence at, at Gamescom this year. Um, they had an entire, like, 50 minute live stream, uh, in a giant fucking hall that looked like a concert, festival concert. Like, it was nuts. There was just people everywhere. Um, and yeah, so there was a whole bunch of different announcements that came out for the various Blizzard properties such as uh i think in the uh the preview stream they did earlier on in the week they talked about a whole bunch of starcraft 2 stuff there's like a new starcraft 2 hero you can play as um and then yeah heroes of the storm is getting um some guy that's been really requested <laughs> i from warcraft um that's the only thing we we were really paying attention to was the Overwatch stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mainly. Uh, also, though, I just want to briefly touch on uh, Hearthstone announced that they're going to be doing, much like Overwatch, um, animated shorts and comics as well, and they released their first animated short for it, uh, which is a Disney-esque uh, musical about, uh, you know, the, the, the idea that Hearth, the, the Hearthstone tavern is like home for people um and it's it, it, it's where you go to spend time with your friends and 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 hang out and just have a good time there's no animosity or anything like that um and it's great i don't play hearthstone that much anymore because i'm bad at deck building i really want to get better at deck building so i can play more hearthstone but um the it's it, i i i've watched that that uh that short twice now and i really really liked it so it's definitely worth a watch um but speaking of shorts, uh, earlier on the week in the previous uh, stream, uh, after a whole bunch of leaks, uh, it was announced that uh, we're getting a new map for Overwatch, um, which is going to be set in Australia. Um, it's called Junkertown. Uh, it's basically like a Mad Max-esque, like, like apocalyptic sort of uh, junkyard, essentially. Uh, obviously the home or was the home of uh, our Australian friends Junkrat and Roadhog. Um, there was a short little video that, um, like a little animated short as well, like a mini one that was like, goes for like three and a half minutes, uh, that's kind of like a Looney Tunes cartoon. 
about them trying to break back in and have and Junkrat's uh, harebrained scheme to do so. Um, but it basically shows off what because it's going to be a payload map, um, and so in that short you see what the payload looks like and all that sort of stuff. Um, I like in that short that the intro of it was like um, an Australian like knockoff version of Cowboy Bebop. Because <laughs> it was just it, yeah, and Junkrat singing the song and like scatting over the top of it, um, and Roadhog yeah. doing nothing because Blizzard hate him. Yep, he nodded, he nodded in he agreement. Nodded. He He's, nodded. He That's, says one okay, word. Fair enough, but yeah. Blizzard still hate Roadhog. Yeah, though. exactly. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really really cool little little short which is worth checking out. Um, but the map itself, yeah, like I said, it's going to be a payload map. Um, I think it's coming to the PTR soon. I have no idea. I, I don't think they. I don't stuff. think they announced when it was coming, but it's coming soon. Um, in in the uh, the foreseeable future, we're getting a new map. Um, yeah, so that was kind of cool. Um, we also got some uh, information about uh, what's going to happen with uh, the next season of competitive play. Um, basically, the season's going to go for two months now um, instead of three, which is pretty good. Uh, and your your the competitive point payout will be adjusted uh, accordingly. Um, but there's been some other changes as well too. I haven't got them listed here in front of me. Uh, like uh, what was it? It was announced before about uh, so drop the biggest and stuff. The, yeah, the biggest changes are most predominantly uh, control maps. Joel, control maps right, in yes. competitive. Thank you. Have basically been best of five mm-hmm. which sometimes can make for quite long matches very long matches yeah yeah Exhausting so going forward matches. from season yeah from season six they will be reduced back to the best of three which is where you what you do in quick play yep uh personally i'm fine with that yep, like again some of those best of five matches can really drag on yeah and, and like and the, if you're they're usually the best you end up losing games, you're like ah, ah, yeah yeah exactly it sucks <laughs> yeah they're usually the the more like you know exciting games as well but it's um yeah it's it's exhausting uh yeah having those like so 50 minute matches those being shorter they're completely fine by me yeah me too um additionally they're fixing a lot, of, a lot of the placement stuff previously i think in the last couple of seasons wizard said that if you like after your 10 placement matches they placed you a little bit lower than you should have been placed because they were like ah, oh, you know it will actually progress a bit easier yeah. back to where you should have been at the start of the season. A little bit lower, huh? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why fucking not? It, 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 it boned you in particular, Joel, unfortunately, which sucked. <clears throat> anyway, I'm still not over that. Still Ho- well, I guess that's spot. the test. We'll see what it yeah. does this time. Like, hopefully, hopefully that hasn't boned you forever now. That would suck. Hopefully. I've clawed my way back. Uh, we had a few victories last night, so I'm clawed my way yes, back. Yes, we did. Mm. Uh, there's also going to be a very small change to the decay system. Which again probably won't really apply to us because we don't get high enough to really suffer it. Nope. But you will now only have to play five games per week, which is it's down from the usual seven, and the actual points that you lose will also be reduced somewhat as well. Awesome. Which again is good because like not everyone has like all the top Overwatch players may not have time to play seven matches a week, which doesn't seem like much, but like an Overwatch match can go for a while, especially when you've got those like you know best of five. Uh, control point matches like they, they can be sometimes like forty minutes long, forty five minutes long. Insane, like they can go for a long time. So yeah, 
And as you said at, towards the end there, the, the other change of interest is that people who rank silver, gold, and platinum will be able to like be ranked down. They'll tier down if they if they dip below the required amount of SR for that particular rank. Right. Which is fine. Like again, I, initially when I was thinking about that, I wasn't happy. But yeah, the way they explained it is it's basically there to sort of rebalance how basically win loss ratio goes. And I can speak from experience for someone who managed to claw my way barely into platinum, and I mean barely, Joel. Like I think <laughs> my highest score was like twenty six hundred, and that was it from there. Yep, it was just all downhill, but. I definitely noticed that even when I was in the gold sort of tier, I was still fighting a lot of platinums, which led to more defeats, and I just fell further. At one point, I dipped below gold, I think. Yeah. I like, close to. Like, it was bad. I mean, I got ranked silver, I think, this season, and I ended up dipping back into, like, bronze territory. And then, like, I've clawed my way back into silver now. Um, just to be clear, I'm not, I'm not saying that I think I'm good and I should be winning. I suck, but... I definitely noticed I was meeting a lot of Platinums and getting my ass thoroughly handed to me. You, you don't suck. You're competent. I think we're all competent. Competent. Um, but yeah, we're not We're not MLG Overwatch players. We're not representing Australia in the World Championships. So, um, But yeah, I, I was the same. I was like, that, that's dumb. That sucks. It's going to fuck me even more. And then, like, yeah, talking with you about it, I was like, actually, yeah, no, that's actually pretty decent. Um, yeah, it'll just sort of give you a better chance to... as Like, you... You won't feel like you're you're ramming your head into a brick wall, yep. fighting people that are ranked what your highest would be. Yeah, it, it's going to lower your frustrations as a player as well because you're still going to get a couple of those wins. So, and the other major concern is not is that like does this affect you at the end of the season? According to the VG twenty four seven article, that it, it won't change how CP is awarded at the end of the season because it'll still go based on your highest tier. Yep. So if that means you again, for example, hit platinum but you get knocked back to gold and your rank changes to gold, it sounds like your CP at the end of the season will still pay out based on that platinum. Right. Which is good. Yep. It's good. That's, yeah, totally fine with that. Um, so you can still do your mad scramble to platinum like I tried to do and then just <laughs> fall all the way back down the ladder, hitting every rung along, along the way. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, or fucking try and claw your way up the ladder like I am after you got wrongfully... Anyway. It was rough. Uh, anyway. But yeah, so there's some good but, uh, big changes coming. Which don't is forget, uh, Diva's getting missiles, Joel. Yes, yes, Diva's getting missiles. Uh, she's getting a, a, a. I'm so excited. She's getting a nerf in her defense matrix shield, um, which is not a bad. Which initially thing. made me unhappy as a Diva main. Yeah, but giving her this like offensive um, uh, missile barrage essentially is going to be make her a lot more of a, a um, really like offensive class tank, which would be interesting to see how that plays out. And for, to stop her being as just a, a sh- another shield tank like Reinhardt. So. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I had, again, not, not saying that I'm good, but like I have noticed sometimes in competitive that when I, when I pick D.Va, sometimes the team goes, oh, cool, we'll just pick all these other characters because we'll play behind your shield. I'm like, guys, my shield isn't made for this. Yeah. It's not made for sustained use. Yeah, oh, I've stuck behind you a few times before, but yeah. Um, but yeah, th- th- I'm interested. That's I think coming soon as well in the PTR, and then eventually we'll get it. Uh, us plebs will get it down the the the, the down the yeah, road. Us plebs, so, yeah, in its full release. But that's exciting to hear as well. Interesting. Yeah, like again, like I was initially off put because I'm like I really like the defense matrix, but 
micro missiles sounds fun. But it makes it makes that 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 defense matrix like you can't just spam it. It's like, all right, I need to use this in dire situations now and, and make sure I'm I'm using it effectively so I'm not wasting it. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is good. I like that. Uh, but finally with Overwatch, we after apparently a year since we got our last one, apparently it was Games... Was it a year? I think they said that, that the last Bastion was at Gamescom last year. So When did we get the Sombra Short? Oh, sorry, it's Sombra Short. Yes, I forgot about Sombra Short. Uh but that's close to a year, like because Sombra was November, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, actually. So even still, yeah, like you know, just under a year uh, since we got our last Overwatch animated short. Season two has finally kicked off, and we are. And the leak was right, Joel. It was. The leak was right. It was. It was May. Um, it's a really great. It's called Rise and Shine. It's a really good short. I really liked it. Not my favorite. I think the the last Bastion is still my favorite. Um, the last Bastion is just. Oh, oh boy. Um, that's like some borderline, like, first 10 minutes of up levels of emotions in that, in that short. Um, but yeah, this, uh, this, this May one's really great. It's, uh, showing her before the collapse of Overwatch very briefly. Uh, basically she was put into a cryo state with her whole team at Echo Point, uh, well, Echo Point Antarctica, I think it's called. Yes. Mm. Yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, they all went into cryostasis to sort of because they were trying to gather some some uh, some data about the world and the the state that it's in. Um, the the cryostasis put them in sleep for a little bit longer than they expected, uh, and some of them didn't wake up. In fact, all of them didn't wake up except for May. Um, and yeah, it's dark. Yeah, it's pretty dark, and it's got some really. Really good emotional moments in there as well. Um, again, I watched it. I watched it once last night in the live stream because we both stayed up and watched the live stream last night. Um, and uh, then I watched it again today with with Ash. Um, and Ash got a little bit distraught at, uh, at parts, especially the parts with uh, Snowball. She's like, "No, but Snowball's fine because he's in the game. Like, she he has to be fine." I'm like, "I don't know. He might not be. You don't know." Um. But yeah, I really liked it. It was it was really nice um, to see that sort of backstory for May. I wasn't sure how they were going to do that, um, but I mean that's the, that's the beauty of these Overwatch shorts is you never really know what it's going to be about or what they're going to show you, and and uh, that's what I love about them. Yeah, uh, like I don't think I, it, 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 I don't think it's really come up on the podcast in particular, but I am quite vocal. In my disdain for for May, <laughs> I'm not a fan of her. Surely it's come mostly up because it, it may have. Mm. But regardless, I'll set the record straight now. I'm not a fan of her because she makes the game not fun for me. Yep, because she exists to stop me. And yep. I'm like, just okay. I'm frozen. She's your mortal enemy. Cool. Yeah, I'm frozen. I can't do anything. This is not fun. I'm not having fun. But the the short made me briefly feel sorry for her and i was like oh that kind of that sucks may so you know good on blizzard for that like they made me care for may a little bit until i probably play overwatch next and meet her i'm like i hate you so much go away that's the thing like you know uh even with the junkrat little short video as well like I, it made me realize that some of these characters i may not like when i'm playing the game or like you know junkrat absolutely needs a fucking nerf because i i even, <laughs> I, even as a junkrat player myself like he needs a fucking nerf 
instead of like it's just, it, it is just crazy if it is that his grenades don't hurt him. It's nuts. It's absolute know. nuts. If Farrah's rockets hurt herself, then yeah, and she's wearing armor, and Junkrat's just I know he's Australian. I know he's whatever, right? But he's still, fucking tough, mate. Um, yeah, Australian. Uh, but like I, 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 these these little shorts made me realize that make me realize as well that I like these characters as characters. Uh, if you take them out of the the context of the actual gameplay and game, um, and I, I care for all of them, like I I, I like them all um, for different reasons. So it's yeah, it's good to have that sort of reminder every now and then with these little shorts. Yeah, it was it, again. It was. It's also just good to have season two here. I'm very. Oh yeah. I desperately want a diva or a Farish short, please, Blizzard. If you could just get on that, that'd be fantastic. I would like. Who would I like to see next? Oh, all the characters I put. Actually, I wouldn't mind seeing a Zenyatta one. Maybe. I don't know what they do maybe. for it. Who knows? I don't know what they do for it. Maybe oh. they do, like. I'm assuming there'd be some sort of training montage in there or something, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, fun times. It's the uh, the Overwatch roundup of the week. Well, I mean, they're, they're getting less and less frequent, really. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, they're starting to gear up again and, and release a whole bunch of stuff, which has been really good, so... Yes. All right, Kyme. So, this, one's, uh, this next one's a little bit of an interesting story. <laughs> um, it, mm. so yeah it is joel it, it's a it's a weird one as well so we'll start, I'll start off with the with the the obvious one final fantasy 15 is coming to pc next year which is cool you know yeah it's gonna be running on a you'll be able to run it on a like your ridiculously powerful computer if you have one mm-hmm. and take full advantage of like even if you don't if you're not crazy about final fantasy games like that game does look gorgeous oh yeah it does it'd be worth getting i can only imagine it here. running it on a strong PC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The interesting announcement <laughs> was the one at the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, very because much. Final Fantasy Fifteen not only is getting a stupid, ridiculous PC version, yep. it's also getting a ridiculous, chibi mobile pocket edition as well. Now, to be clear here, this mobile pocket edition is the full game, just yep. with a Voices ch- and everything. chibi style. Like, the animations are all chibi. Um, and the combat, I think, is, like, obviously more tap-based. Ah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. But, like, still, mostly this game will be Final Fantasy XV intact. It'll be put out in, I think, 10 episodes? Yep. Yeah. And it's coming to, yeah, iOS, Android, and PC later this autumn. The first episode will be playable for free. I guess autumn means our spring uh yeah joel I, there's some footage out there gladiolus looks insanely ridiculous I, and i love it i think it looks great i haven't watched the footage yet but look i'm not you should watch the footage i'm not opposed to the style to be honest i i i think i was talking to some people today and i i i do believe this could end up being the best version of final fantasy 15 yeah like i mean broken up into episodes that you're gonna play like Giving like I was saying before about Just Cause Three about like setting yourself little goals and having like little like miniature goals to sort of work towards an overarching goal, um, and even talking about the Telltale series of games like having like you know all right cool part one of Final Fantasy Fifteen's out I'm gonna play through that oh good I've got 
some sort of closure. There's an end point here. I can stop playing this now until the next episode comes out. Um, yeah, and especially, I mean, it is a JRPG, and the J stands for Japanese, and Japan fucking love mobile games. So oh, they do. This is gonna mobile and handheld are their thing. This is gonna sell like fucking hotcakes, um, especially over there. So yeah, crazy. The other interesting little tidbit that kind of stems off from this, like during the Twitch stream, uh, people were asking about the future for Final Fantasy fifteen and where they want to take it from here. Square was very coy. They have plans, but they're not saying them just yet. They just want to focus on getting out there and doing as much as they can for the franchise. But they did drop a little tease that there is a certain console out there that people are thinking of when they think of like what next for Final Fantasy or for Final Fantasy fifteen in particular. Mm-hmm. And they say that there's, there's a little one that, that they might be thinking of that sort of rhymes with Twitch. So <sighs> something is coming to the Switch and it could end up being this pocket edition of Final Fantasy fifteen, Which, sure, why not? I mean, granted, I would probably still prefer the full version, but this would be fine. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'll play this. <laughs> I might actually play this game. A ringing endorsement from John McDonald. I might actually play. I mean, I tried playing fifteen, and uh, I, I liked yeah. it. I just didn't get into it. I just don't think so... I, I hadn't hit that story beat that really hooked me. So, yeah. So I think it's going to largely depend what you're coming to Final Fantasy 15 for. I think if you're interested, like, story-wise and all that sort of stuff, this could be a good way to experience the game. Yeah. Personally, what blew me away the most and what I just probably maybe even a little bit irrationally loved was the road trip aspect of 15, And just, like, cruising around, listening to my favorite Final Fantasy songs on the radio with my mates. Right. That, that part, I loved it. In fifteen, and like I don't imagine that being present in the mobile version, really. Uh, yeah. But story wise, like if you just want to come in for that, I reckon this might be the best way to consume that particular element. Mm, yeah. So interesting little tidbit of information there. They also ruled, like, seemingly ruled out. They've got no plans currently for a Final Fantasy fifteen two. So I guess at this point. 16 will be the next one we see. And who knows what that'll look like or when that'll come out because 15 took forever to make. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm, I, I think it's a good idea. I think this like sequel business with Final Fantasy games is, it's run its course. I think 13 was the, fi- I mean, like the, the straw that broke the camel's back, really. Yeah, I mean, I guess, look, the main problem for 13 for me especially was I just didn't want to spend any more time in that world with those characters, with that battle system, with with anything in that game, really. Yeah. But if they would, if Square was to be like, hey, we're doing a sequel to 15, I'd be like, oh, I like that char- the characters, the world, the music, the, com- the combat. I'd, I'd sign up, really, I would. But I respect them if they don't want to do one and they'd rather do a new game because I can imagine being quite drained yeah. You know, 15? Like, that took 10 years. Yeah, yeah. But I guess, like, you know, it, was, it might have been, like, those sequels might have been a way of, like, those developers still, the people working on those games going, we're not ready to let go of these characters yet. So, I mean... I don't think it was that, Joel. <laughs> no. I, yeah. I think I think 13 as a trilogy was just like, oh, boy, we have been working on Versus 13 for a long time. 
make two more 13 games. It's relatively easy. Just, you know, just use the assets again. It's fine. Don't worry. Costumes. Yeah. Oh, it, Dress those, the, uh... those three games were a mess. Yeah. I, yeah. I try to forget. <laughs> I've, I've watched you play enough of them. That's That was enough for me. Um, but yeah, some some great Final Fantasy news there coming out of Gamescom this week. Um, as well as the very recently announced Assassin's Festival coming to 15. Yeah, yeah, that was... Um, we just took a little break in, our, in, in that break. We realised, yeah, there's an Assassin's Creed Final Fantasy 15 crossover festival event. Sure, why not? <laughs> why not? It runs from like the end of August until next January. I'll probably try and dip in there and check it out. <laughs> it look the the promo picture alone looks pretty impressive. Um, I'll give it. That. I saw some footage of like Assassin's Creed style parkour as well. So I'm like, can I climb buildings? Because that that has my attention, Joel. Sure, why not? Why not? Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's it's not the first time this has happened, but it still feels weird. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, weird. Um, anyway. On to our final news topic, uh, which is a pretty interesting one. This one's a uh, this one's an interesting topic. Uh, this came out today, actually. Well, earlier today. Well, I yeah, I think it was like today or yesterday. But the, yeah. the updated version of the story is today. Right. Yeah. So, um, basically, uh, on pressstart.com.au, there's an article about uh, EB Games are starting a swap and play service. Uh, which is basically, uh, at first when it was announced, it was basically you pay $20 a month, uh, and you can basically take any pre-owned game they have in the store under $50, um, and play it for as long as you want and then return it. In South Australia. In South Australia at the moment. They're trialing it there. I would not be surprised if this doesn't take off and get spread everywhere else, but we'll talk about it in a minute. Um... But they updated it today. EB Games themselves came out and said they've gotten rid of the $50 and under rule. It's basically any pre-owned game now. So you can walk into it. If you've got one of those memberships, you can walk into an EB Games store, pick up that, check it out, and then take it home and play it to your heart's content. Um, how, how weird does that feel? It feels weird, but it makes sense if you think about it. Like, it's... the. The pre-owned games market, the, the the physical copy games market itself in general is already starting to decline. Uh, maybe not so much in Australia because we have terrible internet, but... Um, it's true. Yeah, but like in terms of, like, you know, on a whole, digital seems to be the way to go, going down, like, you know, going forward. Um, so they've got a lot of these, like, pre-owned games that people are trading in because they want to get credit towards the next big thing. Um, and they're piling up, piling up, piling up. They're obviously not moving them as much, um, even with ridiculous sales and whatnot. So why not? Why not just rent them out to people? There's no, there's no, like, they're not going to lose any money. You know what I mean? As such. Oh yeah, no, especially if if these subscribers, and if if this does go beyond South Australia and the subscribers keep up, like, it makes so much sense for EB Games to do this, yep. especially with the increase in stuff with got Xbox Live giving out free games every month, mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus is doing it, plus there's PlayStation Now if you are in America to stream your video games across. Yeah. Like, there are more and more ways to pay subscriptions to just 
play games. And then c- combine on top of like, you know, digital sales as well. Like, you know, yeah. like every week it seems to be the PlayStation Network is doing a fucking insanely good sale that has at least three things that I want to buy. Um, and then yeah, Steam, it's, it's, Steam's it's been doing it for years. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, so it, this, this kind of makes sense for, for EB to sort of future-proof themselves uh, against the digital age, which is really cool. Um, I'm kind of on board with this. I think as soon as it goes live, I like Australia-wide, I'm probably going to jump on board and check it out because, I mean, like 20 bucks a month compared to, like, you know, paying, you know, $12 here or $18 there for a pre-owned game or whatever... Um, and I don't know, it feels, it feels less dirty. See that. Okay. So that's where I'm kind of wondering, right. Is it like, yeah, I the big see. question about pre-owned games is like, obviously none of it really goes to the developers. Mm-hmm. And I would be surprised if any of the subscription fee went to them as well. Oh, fuck I no. assume this is all the EB's pockets. Oh, so... absolutely. That's why it's only nineteen ninety five. If it was any more than yeah. that, I'd be like, okay, maybe they are doing like they're, they're cutting a deal or something like that. But yeah, no, at this this price, no way. Yeah, so that that makes me wonder. Like, is it any less dirty than than like just buying pre owned games? Mm. Again, I I want to be clear that I don't have a huge problem with pre owned. Yeah, because uh, let's be honest, especially here in Australia. If you maybe you don't pick up a game in the first couple of weeks at like a Target or a Big W, like ninety nine bucks is what you're going to be paying. Mm-hmm. But again, EB is known for having some pretty highly priced pre owned games, Joel. Yeah, it's true. Um, so this might end up being a better way to really experience that side of that market, I guess. Yeah. But- uh, and th- the other thing is too, like I don't know whether they're going to have like a program, maybe that like if you've checked it out, maybe if you want to keep it because like you really enjoyed it, and you want to play through like the the story DLC or something like that, and that you want to pay for. Uh, even then, like I mean, that's where that's where this comes into play as well. Um, uh, in terms of the developers getting money, if you check it out and you're really enjoying it, there's no time limit on how long you've got this game for. So if you check it sure. out. And you really enjoy it, and there's a really great story DLC pack that's out, or a multiplayer DLC pack, or something extra that you have to pay for. What's stopping you from going? Well, I didn't pay like ninety nine ninety five for this game, but I'll pay thirty bucks now because I really like this game and I want to keep playing it. So that way, the developer's still getting money. It's kind of the same way, like with um, PlayStation Plus games. Like you know, I was talking before about the the Just Cause three DLC. I was like, well, I'm actually really enjoying this. If I had more time, I'd probably buy that DLC because it looks like a lot of fun. So I guess that's how they're still making money and they they, they, they could probably get around the, the, the moral grey areas there. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It, I see, I see, that's a very good point. Yeah. Like now you've mentioned that, I'm processing it as we speak. And yeah, that, that is a very good point. Mm-hmm. Uh even in a similar way, like this isn't quite in the same vein, but Rocket League, we got for nothing on Plus. Yep. Which was a game I loved. It's coming to Switch later this year. It's got some some new content. Mm-hmm. I'll buy it. I will. Yep. I have no no qualms about buying a game that I haven't, or buying a thing for a game I've never, you know, paid for directly. Exactly. And so that's actually a good way they could make some money, but isn't like a filthy network pass mm-hmm. like we used to have to deal with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh God. Network passes. Fuck. I forgot about those. Um, 
yeah, so I think that, especially considering, like, a lot of games these days, days um, have that sort of, like, some sort of DLC expansion that's going to come with it. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I th- I'm, I'm totally all for, you know, extending the life in games like that. Um, yeah, if, if it's done if right. If it's done right. Yes. Obviously, there are some ones that it's just like, no, I can't be fucked. Like, that's that's a silly idea. Um, but, yeah, this is... um. This is very interesting. Uh, basically, yeah, so it's 1995. Um, if you're an EB World member, you just have to, and you live in South Australia and you're listening to us, um, you just have to go to the website and, like, like, quote-unquote, buy a, uh, a membership. Um, you get the first two months for free, uh, and then you can cancel at any time. Is it, is it for free? Isn't, don't you pay for 1995 and get two months? I... N- like, you basically... You buy a month and you get it the the free month as well. Uh, I thought it was just like you had to just buy it and you get two months for free and you can cancel any time. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, hmm. pretty much. Yeah. So this is really really cool. I when I woke up today, I didn't think I was going to be praising. EB games for something that they did. As much as I, I, I don't, I'm not like super anti EB games. They, they, uh, the my local EB games are really nice. They got some really great people that work in there, um, and they work in the shopping center that I work in. So like, I obviously talked to them a few times, um, but yeah, like there's been some pretty questionable things that maybe they've done over the years, um, but this week they've done some really cool stuff. I mean, they they did the um, they they've talked about this, but they also did the um the level five elite membership thing that they sent out to some of their level five customers or level four yeah. customers. Yeah. I don't give a shit about their membership thing really. Oh no, no, absolutely not. But some people do. And, and the fact that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have been sitting at that, that they've capped out at level four and they've not sort of, you know, they didn't need to do anything like this, but they sent them out. Um, like, you know, a gold keyring and a gold level five card. So, and they get a whole bunch of different little perks as well. Nothing crazy, but still, it's nice for them to go, oh, I feel valued as a customer from all that time I've spent and money that I've spent in your store. Um, and then now this is, I, it's, you know, good work. Good work, EB Games. Yeah, as long as you find a way to sort of support the developers by indulging us, that, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a good idea. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, <laughs> this is why we got devs doing, trying to find ways to, to make more money off of games after they come out. Yeah, that's true. And that's why we end up with season passes so, and, and ex- DLC and yeah. things. Yeah. Very true. And, like, of course, the, the ridiculous, like, they want the, the people to do the pre-orders or, like, try to try to get you to have to get a new copy of the game without, again, re- re- like, going back to those awful network passes, which were the worst. They were the pits. Yeah, that's so, very true. I don't know. Like, I'm interested to see how this goes. I I probably won't sign up for it. I have so many subscriptions as it is. Yeah. But if I could find a way to have a gaming subscription, then it would be a cool idea. Yeah, like, I mean, if there's a drought and you're like, oh, I really want to go back and play X game that I didn't get around to, like, go in, chuck down 20 bucks and then grab a couple of them and play through them. True, I guess you could and you could probably just sign up for a month and then yeah. cancel it after that. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Mm, so you can, every now and then you could just sign up, 
cancel it, sign up, cancel it, just like any other subscription service. So, yeah. Well, I guess uh, cross your fingers it does well in South Australia and spreads elsewhere. Yeah, I, I, I would be very surprised if it didn't do well. I mean, EB, EB as it stands needs to sort of find a way to stay relevant, keep its place yeah. in this market. Because even with our bad Australian internet, it's pretty hard to deny that digital has grown more and more tempting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like even even for Uncharted, I was like, oh, I could just buy it digitally. I was I was so tempted. I'm like, it's it's six dollars more than what I paid for it. I'm like, Overwatch, I absolutely regret buying physically i want a digital copy mm-hmm. of that game because i'm just so sick of changing discs I, if there's a sale on that and it's, it's going pretty decently i'll fucking buy it digitally oh i'll buy it again for sure yeah. like i'm just just to not have to get up and eject a disc and put it back in its case yep. and put it in. like yep 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 digital becomes more and more alluring so yeah eb definitely need to find a way to like hey don't forget about us the old uh, the old retail store <laughs> trade and save <laughs> Trade and save at EB Games. Get get some some carrots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, and to some questions. It's the question segment of our show now, Karen. We're into the. Joel, uh, I just got to just pause up for a second and be like, and just want to bring to your attention that we've had some good questions the last couple of weeks. We've had some amazing questions. We want to thank everyone who's submitted a question. We've had questions. some fucking great questions, and uh. It's, uh, so keep them coming. We love it. It gives us some really fun things to talk about, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy our responses. We've got, some, we've got some more good ones this week as well. Just glancing we've, over we, them we, here. We do. We've got three very good questions this week. Um, so let's dive straight into them. Uh, first, oh, first off, we've got a question from Matto Lucas, uh, a good friend of ours. Uh, he, you can find him at Matto Lucas Photography and Design. Some great photography and design work over there. Um, if you need headshots for anything like that, or you need a photo shoot done for family or, or an event or something like that, hit him up. He's awesome. He took photos for a, 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 a theatre show that I put on in Bendigo a few years ago now, um, and they were amazing. Uh, they, uh, they are still amazing. I love them to death. Um, his work is fantastic. Go and check him out and show him some love. Um, but he asks us, have you talked about Dream Daddy, a dad dating simulator yet? And if so, can you discuss it again? Um, I think I talked about it briefly a few weeks ago when it came out. Um, I haven't played as much of it as I want to. What I have played of it, I really enjoy. Um, it's just a really feel-good, jolly game. Um, it's very... Uh, I, I like the fact that it's so inclusive of everyone. It's just, it's, it's there to tell its story and it doesn't really, uh, find itself being hung up on, on whether or not it's being, trying to be politically incorrect, uh, politically correct or, or, or trying to be appeasing to a certain market. It's just like, yeah, it's this game. You move to a town, you, you're a single dad and you go and like try and find companionship with other people, uh, with other dads. Um, I love the, uh, I love the build the build a dad um, segment where you have to make your own, you build your dad sona. I think is uh, Vernon, one of the creators of the game, described it as. So yeah, um, that's the thing. I haven't actually played this game myself, but I have seen mm-hmm. some footage of it. Specifically, I have seen the create create your dad segment. Yep, it it's great. I really I like it. Yeah, you get so many it's, options. 
Yeah, it's yeah, really, really like there's a lot of options open to you at the start. Plus, it's Goku hair. Yes, Goku hair. Goku and, hair. Is uh, there. And cat shirt, because yeah, that's what shirt. my dad's wearing. Cat shirt <laughs> for sh- for life. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's it's really exciting the game like this for for all the reasons that I just listed as well that we've just listed. Um, is doing so well. I mean, it was on top of like Steam for a, a few days when it launched. Like, um, and especially after the 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 the, the rocky development phase that it, or not development phase, but like launch phase that it had, uh, it went through a few uh, rocky patches there uh, where it had to be delayed because like at the very 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 last minute there were a couple of bugs that they they were trying to squash and they just couldn't make that release date that they originally announced and they delayed it for like a few days and then it got caught up with uh steam actually pushing it live as well yep and then so it got delayed again and it was um yeah and uh, there were a lot of people a vocal minority of people that were very upset with that um but it was great to see it come out and just come out so strongly and just kick so much ass it's it's great to see i think it's it came out at a really good time where like visual novels and and games of this sort are, are very very popular at the moment um and yeah like i it, the writing in it's really great it's really fun the fact that there's a part where you have like a, a pseudo pokemon battle that's like you trying to out brag another dad uh when talking about your daughters it was just just weird stuff like that is really fun and the fact that it's not just a straight up visual novel there are there are game parts in it as well so that that's the the extra hook to it so Um, yeah like i said i haven't i haven't played it yet it if i like was to make a list of games from this year that i want to play dream daddy is like right up there it's it's like if not number one it's like top two or three because i mean initially it was because i love game grumps and i love their sort of humor and vernon and the team sort of bring that to the table from what I've seen of this game. Yeah. Uh, and of course, obviously, as you said as well, all the inclusiveness and the content, and it doesn't... It, it just seems like it's just being itself. Yeah. And yeah. I really want to play it. I really want to do it. It's, it's great that a game like this can exist and ever, and do so well. I'm just super pumped by it. Um, I, I will it get back to it. Yeah. Steam for sure, but I would love for it to be on a console. Yeah. Particularly Please? the Switch. Switch. Release it on the Switch. Oh, that would be beautiful. If it was on Switch, yeah. I would be the happiest yeah. man alive, probably. I would have been I would have been on my third playthrough by now, probably. Um I yeah. I, I don't know how long it actually is, but um it seems like there's a fair bit of content to it. Well from what I can tell, like you get a you've got some you you can go a lot of different ways and there's a, a mm-hmm. rather sizable cast of characters to meet. Yeah, and apparently, like, there's a there's I've heard from people like it's there there are po- there is very poignant moments in the see that's what in I, the I story as well. Oh god, yeah, I wish. yeah. I'll, you know what? I'll pick it up on, on Steam for sure in like a couple of weeks. Even if I don't have time to play it, I'll like I'll like carve out like an hour or two hours on my weekend or something. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, the more money it makes, the more chance exactly. it is going to come to a console. So it um, it's also it was also quite. Just it was just nice to see so much positive buzz around it after it came out. Yeah, like, not even yeah. just on Twitter. Like heaps of like websites and, and and places were like picking it up and writing really good things about it. Even like you know, it was uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but I remember talking to you about it. That um, 
the website Pitchfork, which is like a super hipster indie like, yeah, music I, blog. I um, yeah, like they wrote an article about it mainly because in the game there's a part where one of the dads, uh, who's like he's like the cool into like indie bands and music. Does dad. he work at like the coffee place? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. the coffee. His name's yep. Matt. He's awesome. Um, Golf is yeah, good. So, I, I, I can completely sympathize with his character. <laughs> yeah, and he names all these coffees after um, uh, different like hipster indie bands, which is great. I loved Ice Tegan and Sarah was my favorite. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a uh, so in the game. Eventually, when you sort of progress with him, you go to a concert with him. And you go to see this band called Pup, which are like a punk rock band, um, who I've actually seen live. Um, they supported the Smith Street Band when I saw them in Bendigo a couple of years ago. That is and, random um, and awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're really good. I really like them. Um, I've seen their music pop up in a few video games, actually, like some of the Need for Speed games and and uh, other ones that have like licensed music in them. Um, but basically, what happened was uh, Vernon reached out to him because he really likes them and was like, "Hey, I'm making this game." told him sort of the whole situation and he's like i would really like if we could like license one of your songs just to use in the game they wrote back and were like yeah absolutely no worries and so they were so on board with it that they got they the 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 game team drew them into the game and basically animated them or not animated but like made like the drawn versions of them for in the game so when you go to this concert you actually see pup playing while they're playing their song so, uh, and that, because of that, Pitchfork picked up the article and was like, hey, there's this game coming out that's got Pup in it, and it's about, like, dating dads, and they wrote a whole article about it. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So, it's, like you said, it's it's so good to see that so much positive buzz around this sort of, like, the little indie game that could, and I always love those kinds of stories. Um, warms my heart. So, um, but yes. I will play I, it. Hope, I will definitely yes. play it. <laughs> Hopefully I will get play more of it and we will talk more about it. Um, but thank you. Thank you, Meadow, for, for, for uh, helping us, uh, letting us bring that up again, which is great. Um, you should go and check it out. It's Absolutely. Good vibes. Good vibes all around with that game. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> thank you very much. On to our next question from super happy, fun time, best friend, expert, Championship edition. Friend I don't know of the if you're show. keeping track of the order no. of those. Okay. No. All right. That's no. fine. It's just gonna, it's going to be a new one every week. Um, it's going to make it up on the spot. It always starts with super. Okay. Um, that's 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 the only speculations for it. The specifications for it. Um, <laughs> Sean Kirkpatrick, uh, who's designed all that graphic design work, um, and it's amazing, and we love him. He is just a giant ray of sunshine on this world. And I love him to death. Um, uh, you can go check out his stuff at uh, Shawnee Boy Draws or Shawnee Boy Comics on Instagram. Um, uh, you can also check him out at seankirkpatrick.portfoliobox.net.au. Did you have Making that, that ready? Nope. God damn it. Nope. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. But if I get that right, holy shit. Joel, you said last week you'd have it, you'd have it in there. I did say that. I say a lot of things, Kyron. I say a lot of things. Yeah. It's the reason why we started this podcast is because we, we, I, I talk a lot in general. Um, anyway, Sean asks us 
thinking back to games that have disappointed you in the past. What changes could have saved them? Well, I mean, you could probably attest to one that actually did change stuff and has changed your mind on it. What's you've been that? playing recently? No Man's Sky. Well, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, wow, yeah. No Man's Sky is a huge one. Uh, yeah, when I read this question, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, well, Karen's been... Because you've been messaging me saying, I can't believe how much I am enjoying No Man's Sky now. Yeah, I, I um, played a solid, like, three or four hours just the other morning before before work. Yeah. Just, like, like, in the grand scheme of things, I wasn't achieving a great deal, but it didn't annoy me as much as I initially did because I was... Even when I was done with what I, the little things I was doing... I had the option to go on to like a quest or to, to like, okay, I need to go to this system, to this planet with this temperature and get this item for my guy back at my base. Just little things like that where I'm not yeah. completely like, if I ever get bored of doing my own thing, the game's like, do this and I'll reward you. I'm like, cool. Yes. Excellent. Reward progress. Give it to me. Yep. Dangling that uh, carrot. Yeah. I'll chase it. I'll chase it. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, yeah, No Man's Sky is a very good example of it, and what they needed to do to save it, they've started on the road to doing that. Yep, yep, and it's a good start. It from is. From what I can gather, it's, yeah, it's great. Um, I'm trying to think of games that I... I mean, like... How would you save Mass Effect Andromeda, Joel? That's the, that's the big thing. Um... I would have delayed it. Yeah, a delay. <laughs> to start off with. I would have helps. let the team. I would have let the team finish the game. Um, and that goes. That same thing goes for, to an extent, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five is a good one. Metal Gear Solid Five. But here's the thing for fixing that, and and as much as I, whenever I think about Metal Gear Solid Five, I get a little bit bummed out. I get a little bit yep. sad. And then I, I like I clench my fist and I shake it at Hideo Kojima because he, for everything I hate about that game, for every part of Phantom Pain that doesn't live up to what I want it to be, I get mad because when you think about it from where he's coming from, he achieved his goal. He yep. gave us Phantom Pain. Yep. The Phantom Pain is like the fact that that game isn't finished. Like we have, we have Metal Gear Solid Five, much like boss in that game has mm-hmm. has his arm but it's a robot and metal gear solid 5 isn't really a metal gear game truly like nope at all and it's just like you genius also i hate you yep um i was listening there this week uh the, the game grumps again speaking about the game grumps they, uh, they do a podcast called the g club i'm not going to go into why it's called that um, there is an explanation for it. It's very funny. If you want to search that out, do it. It's very funny. Um, but it's called the G Club, uh, and they each week they just have a, like a topic that they talk about. Uh, and this week was about Metal Gear, and they spent it's like an hour and forty five minutes long, um, and they've spent most of it talking about Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, yeah, there's there's and, so much to unpack with that game, and it was good to listen to because it's been so long since I've played it, and I've I'm, I was so so negative on it. Uh, when it, when I finished it, um, but hearing them talk about it, I sort of sort of thought a little bit more about it, and um, yeah, there, I, I they basically said that that game's not finished. There oh, is like, no, yeah, and 
the easiest proof of that game not being finished is just go and Google chapter 51. Exactly. But even then they say that that doesn't, that's, that still doesn't wrap up. Oh no. A lot. Like they still feel like there's a third chapter after that, that should have occurred. Absolutely. Um, I feel like Metal Gear Solid 5 was meant to be a ridiculous game. Well, considering like, I mean, Grand Zeroes is technically part of it as well. Yeah. And, um, and you spend so much time in like part one of Phantom Pain Yep. When it gets to part two, you're like, oh, oh boy, here we go. S- like, strap yourselves in. Oh, it's just filler missions. And, oh, okay. Yep. Like, it's you can padding. tell that game was meant to be more. It's all padding, yeah. It's, it's, and it sucks. So that's, that's, that's what, I, that's probably the biggest one for me. I think I, I would, uh, let them finish it. But obviously, that, in an ideal world, that would have happened. But obviously, it was already very expensive to develop that game. Um, so, yeah, in a perfect world, yes, but we probably all know that it was never going to happen, Yeah, like, Konami wanted that money and Kojima was taking too long and it's a, mm-hmm. it's a whole series of events that reliving sort of hurts. But hey, Death Stranding is coming. He Yes. He will deliver on Death Stranding, I believe. He's buddies with Guerrilla Games now, so... Yeah, but, they can, they and, can and Sony him. larger. Like Sony's yep. just like, we got Kojima. It's fine. No, no problem. Take your time, man. Yep. Step Hopefully, that's may stay like that, and they don't no man sky him. But we'll see. I guess. Uh, they will, especially with Kojima. But the thing with Kojima is, he could potentially live up to the hype. Yeah, he could. I'm just more so like because when you look at No Man's Sky now versus where it was, like you're like oh, that game probably needed essentially another year in the uh, in the old oven. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, so exactly, we'll exactly a year. Um, yeah. Um, is there any any other ones you can think of? Like, I'm trying to think of games recently that I haven't mm. enjoyed very much, and there's not a great deal. It could be because this year's been so good. And yeah, it's very true. I'm trying to revisit other games. Like, Dark Souls 2 initially, when that came out on PS3, I was like, yeah, this is okay, but... It- you know, it feels a bit empty. I don't know what it was about that game, but it just wasn't as satisfying. But then they did the Scholar of the First Sin edition for the PS4. Yeah. And that version of that game is incredible. It's really good. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Karen, oh, no, what would you do oh, no. to fix Metroid Other M? I had a feeling that was coming up. I, yep. In my head, I was like, I was already preparing myself about it, like what would be my answer. <laughs> How would I fix other M? I'm so it's transparent. Like, it's just to fix other M. Basically, you take that story and you scrub it for starters. You just scrub yep. that story out because, yep, God no, please, not no. Why do I have to deal with with MB and a character called oh, and a character called Mom and this rubber, mysterious rubber Adam. Adam, unfortunately, I don't think you can scrub him. And I think Adam is a character you could do well, but don't make Samus so submissive to him because Samus That's is true. a badass bounty hunter. Yeah, she's and fucking unreal. Yeah. I don't see why she... I mean, she respects Adam, or at least the game tells us she does. So I guess we are... We are it's assumed that we'll believe it. It's like, well, the game said that she would listen to Adam, so I guess it makes sense that she would not use her, her uh, Varia suit... Even though she is literally cooking alive in her suit and she needs the heat resistance, yep. not allowed to use it until Adam says, oh, by the way, Samus, uh, you can use that power-up that will keep you alive now. 
Thanks, Adam. Oh. Appreciate it. It's great. Thanks oh, for boy. not letting me die. I don't... Because here's the thing. I do... I've said it in the past. I lo- I kind of enjoyed the gameplay in Other M. You just got to scrub that story just completely. Back to the drawing board, really. Adam could yep. still be there because Adam was introduced as a as a character in Fusion. So there is precedent for him. Okay. Just do him differently. Again, don't... Samus was so submissive in that game and... Yep. I'm not trying... Like, it's... It's tricky to project a character on a Samus because prior Maybe. to this, she's a silent protagonist. She doesn't oh, yeah. say much at So, all, yeah, maybe really. maybe a little bit more voice direction for her. Yeah, I... I'm not I blaming know. the voice actor. I'm blaming the direction. Yeah, the, the direction for, for, that, for that voice acting was not ideal. No. Because, no, like, they, they kind of went for the emotionless route, but the character of Samus doesn't really sync up with it. I don't know. No. Other M's a weird case. Scrub that story, start again. I don't know I don't know what story you tell in its place. Maybe don't turn Ridley into some sort of weird thing that hatches and then like grows from like a weird little two legged bird into mm. a giant purple space dragon. Like, these are yeah. just suggestions. Uh, you can take them or leave them, Nintendo. It's up to you. Uh, oh God. Maybe maybe just don't. Maybe just don't, don't do it. That's right. That that was Ninja Theory, wasn't it? Team Ninja. The Team Ninja. Fucking it was Team Ninja. Team Ninja, Ninja Theory, fucking all over the shop. Anyway, <laughs> disregard and don't, my and don't make the game about about the whole mother brain and the mother concept, and then call it Metroid Other M, which abbreviates to M O M, which becomes Mom, because it's just going to make me mad. It just it's is. Kind of, it's it's clever. It's clever, Kyron. Oh, we're getting Metroid Samus returns in like two and a half weeks. What would you do? It's this all right. To me? Yeah, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I just I I said to push the button a little bit, you know. I don't know I if you can flare up. Him. I just don't. <laughs> it, it, even if you scrub that story, like you've got to find a story in its place. That gameplay though is good, and I like the yep. idea of that two point five well. D sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't done well. Nope. Um. So thank you, Sean, for your question. It was lovely. Um, even if it got Karen a little bit riled up, but I'm yeah. um, I'm in a different place, Joel. I'm in a different <laughs> place now. Thank you. It's all right. It's okay. This is <sighs> going to be a nice, relatively okay one to finish with. A nice like, neutral one is probably the best way I'd say. Um, Brendan Brendan Hill asks us, very good friend of us, uh, just announced he's DMing our PAX D and D campaign. Pew 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 pew. Exciting times. Uh Brendan asks us, remember when it wasn't loot boxes, but developer crunch time filling us with internet outrage? Do you think there's a solution to be found in certifying studios or games as crunch-free as consumers would have proven to vote morally with their wallet on basics like eggs, milk, and electricity? Would you pay an extra $10 for a game if you knew developers were seeing their kids at night? Um, short answer, yes. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, because like, yeah, like 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 Brendan says, we we already do that with uh, like eggs and, and and milk and things like that. We try to be a little bit more conscious about what we're trying to buy. So yeah, like I I probably wouldn't have an issue with it. Like I and I want to believe that most people would be the same. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, short answer yes for me personally. Long answer is. I, yes, but I don't think it's going to happen in... I don't think it's... I don't think I would 
in the country that we live in, if that makes sense, because we already pay like an exorbitant tax on games because fucking why not? Um, I, I'm not going to, I don't know the details about why we have to pay that or anything like that. In I mean, my mind, it's, it's dumb, but the main thing that, that comes to my mind is like, I don't know how I would like to see how I want to know how it's going to be applied first. Like, would it apply at True. department stores who just like want to undercut everyone? And it's like, nah, this game's only $69, which is really cheap, Joel. It's really cheap. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I would definitely be completely okay with paying the extra 10 bucks or so to know well, that maybe that game developer wasn't tortured just to finish a game mm-hmm. by launch. I, I think the way that they, that, like in my mind that they would do it is it would be like the base price of the game that the retailers would buy would go up by ten dollars yeah so that means that like instead of being 69 it'd be 79 and instead of being uh like 99.95 at eb it'd be 110 or 109.95 um so that you know it just bumps it up everywhere yeah um but yeah absolutely i'd be completely fine with it i wouldn't mind Mm because There's a really interesting piece up on Polygon that went up like a day or so ago, which talks a bit about... It's an excerpt from a, a, a developer's book about making games, and it includes some stuff about crunch time. And he sort of describes what it, how he enjoys it, which is... It's caused... It's ruffled some feathers, but he's since like clarified his points. But also just describes what sort of stuff he was experiencing when he crunches. It sounds awful. Like, bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just to it's... get a game out at launch, like, oh. And then, just to go back to Mass Effect Andromeda again, I'm assuming a lot of those people were suffering through crunch, and then to see your game get just, for lack of better words, shat on, like, that sucks. That yeah. sucks. Even even right now, like, I, I will never forget, like, a couple of months ago, back around when Destiny 2 was revealed and, like, Activision or Bungie rep, whoever it was on stage, like, joked about how their, all the Bungie staff were back in the studio crunching to get the game done for launch. I'm like, don't joke about it. This is... No, it's not a joke. Like, oh, that's God. actually happening. Probably actually happening and you're, like, you like, know, quote-unquote right joking about it. Yeah, like, it's... That game comes out yeah. in a week. They're, they're probably doing stuff for it right now. Yep. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I like I said, so short answer, yes... But, I mean, I, the long answer is yes, but I wouldn't be happy about the fact that we have to pay extra anyway, and that's just some stupid, shitty tax. Um, Again, like, if it was just a general, like, 10 buck increase, like, as, as like, even something, maybe I'd be happy with it being a bit more than that, but yeah, thanks to department stores and all that sort of undercutting, like, it wouldn't, may not be too bad. You'd learn to adjust. Yeah. You, after a couple of years, you'd just be like, "Oh, that's it's the norm." You would you would adjust. It's just that that initial phase. Um, and I think you'd get that vocal minority to be like, "This is fucking dumb. I just want to get my games for cheap." Like that. You know. I mean, fair enough. They're entitled to that opinion, and some of them that might have very good reasons for doing so and saying that. But, um. Yeah, you're going to always have that vocal minority that a lot of people will focus on. But I think the general consensus would be, yeah, because like most game, like people who play video games these days aren't dickheads when it comes down to it. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed. Like, 
for for all the toxic communities and all that kind of shit that you have to deal with online, that's online them. Like them in real life, I, I would like to think that they're not a complete and utter dickhead. Um. So yeah, I think I think it'd be an interesting thing to trial out at I least. Just, anyway, I just want to. I want us to find a way somehow to sort of get rid of crunch or like even minimize crunch so that so that game developers on these big projects like so close to launch maybe don't have such a bad time and I'm, I'm sure it's not the case everywhere but yeah there are enough cases out there that you could probably look up and be like oh it's a bit rough but i would yep. like to sort of we need to, we it would be great if we could find a way to just just cut that off but if this was a solution, yeah. I would be completely okay with it. I'd be all on board. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. That's one, one happier game devs, man. They're humans too. They got exactly. family or friends and just jeez. Yeah. And if they're I happy, know, like, they're gonna start enjoying themselves and making even better stuff that than what they're making at the moment. Yeah, like different different story, different scenario, different employment. But at my job, if I'm like not crunching, obviously, because it's a different scenario, but like being pushed that far, having to work extra, when it's just, it, it does burn me out. It does. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Same with and me. I, have, I work in hospitality. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. crazy. So I can imagine that, but like having the publishers or the, the, the head honchos above you just breathing down your neck, going, look, we've got to get this game out on X date. Like it is not getting delayed. So just it has standing, to go out. staring at you from the other side of a window and tapping their watch. Like, yeah, I, mm. yeah, it, it sounds, it sounds like crunch time sounds bad. Like we, we, if we could get rid of it, I'd be happy. Yeah. Or, or minimize it at the very least. Like working minimize. hard is one thing, but yeah, like, you know, <clears throat> there's all, all, it's all well and good to like, you know, not slave away, but like, you know, like put in 110% and just like fucking, because at the end of it, you're going to be like, I feel so much more proud of what I've done. Because, yeah, like, like obviously, you know, what you said before about your work, like, in my work, if I have, like, a really shitty night that's fucked up, but the next day I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm glad that's behind me, but I feel good now in a weird kind of way Yeah, that I, um, that I accomplished it. So, yeah. It's tough, just because I, we know those publishers, they want to make that money, and Fine, you know, video games are a business, but uh, people yeah. are people, guys. Come on. <laughs> exactly. People, yeah, living, breathing things. Oh, But thank you very much, Brendan, for your question. It was very, very good. Uh, good good uh, conversation there. Nice uh, hot take conversation piece for the end there. I like it. Um, I don't think it was really but, hot takes because I think most people would, yeah, want yeah, it's, to Yeah, that's gone. very true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's only a hot take for... The, the uh, takes, <laughs> yeah, it's only a hot take for the um the the big wigs at the publishing companies and things. That are like, <laughs> it's like oh, what oh, you, oh. you guys want to pay more for games if we treat our employees better? Yeah, I, okay, I'm sure. <laughs> hmm. Um, but I reckon that's a good place to end it. It is. It is, Joel. Ending on positive so, vibes. It is, yeah. Some good, some good vibes. Even if you yeah. did just. You just undid me with other rem, and I. <laughs> I feel like I've got to play it now, Joel. I've got to go back and play it because you did this to me. I need to go back and play it and be like, "What? Okay, well, how can I fix this? Maybe I'll make it a project. Who knows?" <laughs> Karen, Karen, I'm I am an agent of chaos. You apparently you are, Joel. I've been playing um, Just Cause three too much. And I'm like, God damn it! 
we'll see how that goes. Maybe, maybe I'll go back to it like over over Christmas or something and try to like fix it. Oh, that'd be uh, interesting. Jesus, I don't know where you even start. But that's not important now because this episode is over. So yay. Just want to thank you all for reaching this point, for listening and checking us out. Uh, if you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us on Twitter at Dialogue Options. You can throw us a like on Facebook where if you just search for Dialogue Options Podcast, we'll probably pop up. You can shoot us an email over to dialogueoptions at gmail.com. And as for our individual accounts, I am on Twitter at LemonManX where I am mostly just tweeting about Metroid and Game of Thrones still. It's a trend. It'll probably continue until at least one of those two things is over. So get used to that, I guess. Uh, where can they find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, uh, where I just realized there was another game that I played this week that I didn't talk about. Um, a second. I, I admitted one as well. Yeah, um, but I've been tweeting about it uh, by Dan Vogt. Um, it's a, it's a iOS game called Data Wing. Uh, go and check it out. Uh, it's completely free, no in-app purchase or anything. It'll take you a couple of hours to get through. It's a story-based, um, like, r- racer-esque kind of game. Um, yeah, I might even talk a little bit more about it next week because it, it is very, very good. Very, 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 very good. Um, but yeah, I've been, I was tweeting at him and having a conversation with him about it and thanking him for his wonderful work. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. Uh, cool. Well... Uh, as, uh, I forgot to say as well. Also, don't forget to share us around if you like us. If you like, listen to us. Just give yes. us a give us a share. Give us a little one of those cheeky reviews on the podcast app of choice you listen to us on. It helps. It does. It does. Uh, it's the best we'll way to help. Is to just give us some stars. Yay! It's what Nemesis from Resident Evil would want. He would want stars. <laughs> uh, we'll let our theme song by Azure Flux strike, which is "Get Bitches Take Us Out," and we'll yeah. see you next week. See ya. Bye.